We have a speaker among us, Katya Halahel. Uh, and uh, Katya, why don't you come up here? I'm one of the few people that can say I've known this girl from before she was born, right? Uh, in her mother's womb, uh, we were good friends that grew up together in youth ministry and in different aspects of our Christian walk together. Uh, the Halahel family has been very dear to us. We miss Daddy, uh, but we know we're going to be seeing him. Ted, uh, he's a great brother and, and uh, was a great father, but still is, right? So we want to just uh, pray for Katya right now. And I'm sure Daddy is watching and listening. I know Mommy's here right now, uh, and the rest of the family, Auntie, and the rest of us. But we just want to release the Spirit in her and through her. Why I say in her? Because the Holy Spirit lives in her, has quickened her spirit to release something to us. And uh, we want you to be blessed as we are blessed. So let's just extend our hands to her. Father, we thank you for this young child of yours. She is growing and maturing in her journey. And as she prepares to embark on the next leg of that journey at uh, the School of Ministry in, in Reading, we bless her even from now. And as she has prepared to come and give your heart to us, your word to us, we just uh, bless her that she would be encouraged, blessed as she speaks your word to us, that she would be transformed as we would also be. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Thank Have you fun. so much. <laughs> Aww. All right. This is, all right. Thank you. That's on behalf of all of us. This is your stuff. <laughs> yes. I don't have anything here. That was water extra for you, but you okay. have your bottle. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. Um, I, I do, first of all, want to say thank you to Haney and Silva just for um, opening this door to allow me to speak today. Um, to be before you all and to really share from my heart um, and what the Lord has been doing in my life, honestly. Um, I'm here to share, um, yeah, what God has been speaking to me about and releasing that to all of you, that the Lord is going to do the same um, in all of your lives. He's going to do the same in all of your lives. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just speak that. And um, so, Jesus, I just declare you come today. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing your truth in this message. And God, just, just come and touch us all. Touch me. Touch everyone here. Open our hearts in Jesus' name. So today, um, my message is called Resting in His Promises. So um, taking a position of rest in um, the promises of the Lord and the things that God has said um, for our lives and to our lives and what he's actually said in the word of God, in the Bible. Um, so I want to introduce um, Psalm 23 today. I'm sure it's all very familiar to you, but um, I really feel that God is going to speak um, a new freshness about what it looks like to rest in him and watch him move in our lives where we take a position of, of honoring and loving and um, seeking the Lord and we get to rest while he moves in our lives. So um, yeah, I, I really felt the Lord to start to share about my own life, my own season this year. Um, I really moved from a place of restlessness, complete restlessness in my heart, in my mind, in my life, just unsatisfied with the way my life was. 
um, pursuing, trying to pursue the promises of God that he has spoken to me, but I was restless. And God moved me from that place of restlessness into that place of rest. So, um, yeah, I'm going to speak on that and, and share more on that. Um, I want to say to his presence became the promise. So we often seek after the promise, but here today I want to share that we are seeking after his presence for the promise. So, yeah, um, thank you, Jesus. Thanks, God. So just to also kind of touch on to today, we're going to be talking about how God is our prize. He is our prized possession. The actual person of Jesus is our prize, not the outcome, not the outcome. And um, we often see a goal and we go after the goal. And I believe in my own life, I've done that and it doesn't work. So the Lord has shown me, go after me the person of Jesus, and watch me take care of the goal. Watch me take care of the outcome. So I'm going to read Psalm 23. This is from the Passion Translation. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 23. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. Wow. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. Thank you, Jesus. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the pathways. He opens before me the pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along God's footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. So that I, we as a church, can bring honor to God's name, to Jesus' name, to the Holy Spirit's name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. When I read this um, I, I, I realize that I can actually rest in his presence. I can actually rest in his presence. Um, his presence is an oasis, a place of complete rest and peace. His tangible, manifest presence allows us to enter into a place where we lack nothing, NIV where we have all that we need, NLT, where we have more than enough, Passion Translation. A place where we lack nothing, we have more than we need, and we have more than we not, sorry, we have more than enough, the Passion. When I started to kind of um, talk to the Lord about what is his presence, you know, we talk about his presence. Um, we can we can often feel his presence, but what is his presence? The Lord started to reveal to me his presence is his unconditional love for us. His presence is his unconditional love for us. And this, his love is a, a place we can actually enter into. We may not see it. We may not see his love, but we can read about his love. We can feel his love, and we can actually enter into his love 
his presence like we do in a church building, like we do in, in a school building, like we do at a playground. We can actually enter into God's love like a physical place. And I, I want to share from a place of my own um, learning and growing that when I'm after a promise rather than his love and his presence, I'm missing out the greatest reward. I'm missing the greatest prize, which is his presence. And, and in Psalm 23, just to remind you, it's God who offers us a resting place for us to rest in his luxurious love. He takes us to that oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks, God. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. I can't do it on my own. We need God's help even to rest in his love. Even to to put aside the distractions, to put away the pain, put it aside and open our hearts and say, God, I want to be like Psalm 23. You say that you... Offer me a resting place where I can rest in your luxurious love, where I can come in your presence, and you will go forth and take care of the rest. You will take care of the goal. You will take care of the outcome. Yeah, God is the author and protector of our faith. He's the perfecter of our faith. Um, So to actually rest in God, uh, we need the Lord's help. So what I often do is literally takes time with the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, help me. Help me to rest in you. Help me to pursue you. Help me to know you. Help me to understand your scripture. And I just, I just take a moment with him, um, whether it's five minutes, whether it's throughout my day, I just take a moment with him. Um, so how can we step into this? There's, there's three things I thought of um, when I thought of stepping into his love, his presence. It's an awareness of who he says he is. Are we aware of who he says he is? He says that he will open before me the pathways of God's pleasure. And he will lead me along in his footsteps of righteousness. God is already going before you. He has already taken care of the outcome, the issue, the problem, the promise, the good thing. He's already taken care of it. He's taken care of it. What does he ask of us? What does he ask? Pursue me, God. Pursue God. Pursue Jesus. It might look like a little prayer in the morning, Jesus, I just give you this day. I commit it all in your way. Whatever you have for me. Let me be aware that you're with me. You might be, you know, have a baby and changing a diaper and Lord, thank you for the gift of life. You know, just being aware of his presence, being aware of who he is in the busyness um, and, and spending time with him. He loves one-on-one time with us. He loves it. It's like we love, you know, we go out with groups. It's great. It's so much fun. But then you have those friends or you know, you have those relationships where you spend one-on-one time, and you're like, wow, that was so awesome. Like, I actually really got to know that person. I really got to, like, feel with that person or whatever. I got to learn from that person. God loves one-on-one time with us. 
Spend one-on-one time. Whatever you can give, give him. Whatever you can give, give him. This is not about uh, quantity. This is about quality. God just wants us to trust him, love him, worship him, praise him, pray with him. I want to share a testimony of my own life about how I learned how to rest in his presence, which was resting in the promises of God, knowing that God has gone before me. This is a testimony of what I've walked through. As I shared, I moved from a place of restlessness to a place of rest. So um, as you all know, I'm going soon to uh, ministry school. And the journey may look simple to you guys. Some of you know the journey. It wasn't simple, uh, but it got me to today, praise God. And um, I want to share about it, the realness of it, because this happens more than we know, you know? Like it just, when we try out of our own efforts and our own strength, um, it just doesn't work out as well, uh, I have to say. It just doesn't work out. So uh, in January 2021, uh, it was in the middle of, I guess, COVID kind of stuff. And um, I was working at Bell at the time, and I was trying to spend more time with the Lord because I was working from home. So uh, I had that luxury. And so I would, in the morning before work, um, rather than commuting, I would spend some time with the Lord. It honestly wasn't even a long time, but I would spend some time. And I really felt the Lord say that he had more for me um, in ministry school at Bethel. I really felt the Lord. He told me, I have more for you there. At that time, I had no desire to go, but as soon as I heard him speak, I was like, oh, like, that's great. You know, like, I got to move, you know, I got to, I got to take action. And, um, so the journey started of restlessness, actually, because I didn't realize my timing is not God's timing, that the way the Lord moves is not, (laughs) the way I would move. So um, for a couple months, you know, I prayed about it and I was, I didn't share this with anyone. I just prayed and I was like, okay, Lord, if this is you, you know, you'll make a way this year, it'll happen. Um, And it seemed like the more and more I tried to make it happen, the more and more I took steps forward to go to ministry school or to go back to Bethel, the doors just wouldn't open properly Um, like housing wouldn't work out, work visas didn't work out, just things were not happening. And it actually created such restlessness in my heart because I was like, God, you gave me a promise. You gave me something that's from you, literally. Um, Why is this not happening? And the Lord started to shift my heart and position my heart. And he said, like, is it enough if you just have me? Like, Am I enough for you? And, and I honestly, the answer was no at that time because I had a desire and dream and, and I had to reposition my heart and, and realize that I wasn't coming to the, the place he offers in his luxurious love, his tracks that take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss, where he restores and revives my life. And then he opens the doors 
for his pleasure, not mine, his pleasure. And he leads me along the footsteps of righteousness. Why? So that we can honor the name of God. Wow. Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you. You are here right now, Lord. We honor you right now, God. We give you glory. This is all about you, Jesus. So as I took on the posture and position that, God, I want to make you enough, it was, it was step by step um, of just slowly letting go. Um, I, it was a mess. Like, I, I was, my heart was a mess, you could say. Um, when you're not at rest, you just, you don't have um, clarity on what to do, how to live. Like, you know, just, it's just, you have restlessness. So I was walking with the Lord strongly and pursuing. I wanted to know his face. I wanted to know him. But that rest had not become a reality of my life. I was striving. That's what I mean by the mess. The mess is not anything else but striving. Striving is a mess because you're doing things out of your own accord. You're trying to make things happen. So I was striving. But finally, I said, Lord, I will let go. I will let go of this promise and I will try to learn your rest. And it didn't happen immediately, but I started to take step forward, steps forward. I let all the discouragement go from January 2021 to, I would say, January 2023. I started to let it all go. I let all disappointment go. I let all discouragement go. And I, I said, God, all I want is to love you. All I want, no matter where I am, is to love you and find you. Wow, thanks, Jesus. So I, I think in that moment, just to bring awareness to what can happen is that we have distractions that come up. We have worry, striving, trying to do it on our own. We have different forces that are fighting for our attention and even our affection. They're fighting for our attention and our affection. These forces keep us away from spending time with God, the one-on-one time with God. Many being fear, worry, procrastination, hesitation, doubt, and even regret. These are the things we face every day. It's the reality of the world, but it's not the reality of the kingdom. It's not the reality of the kingdom. We don't have to live in that reality. Uh, We can live in hope and faith and, and love and trust and rest. We can actually offer God the position of being God. And we can take on the position of being a son or a daughter of God. Wow. Like, that is just, like, it just takes the pressure off. Like, all of a sudden, we don't have to work for it. So, um, so the Lord started to speak to me I, through this journey of letting go and trusting him and purifying my heart, you know. Because there was, like I said, striving brings a mess in your heart. It doesn't even have to be an action, right? We're talking about the heart here. We're not talking about like, like action. We're talking about what's going on in here. My heart wasn't at rest. It wasn't at peace. So as I started to pursue the Lord and just his word and his presence, I let go of the promises and I pursued the presence of God. Um, so Je- Jesus started to speak to me that um, I was working now at a, a company downtown um, I was pretty much, yeah, I was working at a company downtown, and I was asking the Lord what's next, but pursuing his presence, and the Lord started to speak to me that 
it was actually time to take a risk of faith, to take a step of faith not knowing the outcome and actually step away from the position I had downtown and, and let that go and, and try to go back to ministry school, but with having no idea how it was going to work out. And this time it was like literally like, it was like a shock. Like it was like, are you, are you sure? Like, is this something, are you sure you want me to pursue this again? And I felt the Lord say, if you like trust me and rest in me and pursue me still, I will show you what will happen. So I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I really didn't know what was going to happen, but I, was gonna, I said, okay, so I'm just going to continue what I'm doing. And he's like, yeah, just continue what you're doing and I will take care of the rest. I have already gone before you to take care of it. So leaving my job was, um, to be honest, very petrifying. Um, probably not for the reasons you might think. I was just petrified of disappointing people. I was petrified of disappointing my manager, my coworkers. What are they going to do without me? I felt like I had so much, you know, the responsibility of work. And I, I was petrified to leave. So I kept delaying it, delaying it. You know, we talk about procrastination being something that um, can hinder us from spending time with God. I was procrastinating, taking a risk of faith. Um, I really was. It probably took me two extra months. So I, I then one day, afraid, I felt like the Lord was like, it's really time. Like, it's time for you to trust me, even though you don't know the outcome of what it's going to look like. You don't know about anything that's going to happen, but you know you have me and my presence. And um, so God gave me this verse in Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. And then Deuteronomy 31.8 actually says that the Lord goes before you and that he will take care of everything. He goes before you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God says when he tugs on our heart to take a risk of faith, he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid of them. So I, I left my position and I told them, you know, I, I know I'm going back to California. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to be leaving. And so I took that leap of faith and the Lord started to move in my life because I took that leap of faith out of rest. I took it out of knowing that God has gone before me. God has gone before each and every one of you. Right now, you're thinking of a situation in your mind or a promise in your mind, and you're like, God, this hasn't happened yet, or Lord, you told me this was going to happen, or this is a huge, huge thing, like a painful thing in my heart. I'm telling you, God has already gone before you. He's already taking care of it. Literally, he's already prepared it. But what he asks of us is to rest in two things. One, the love of Jesus, the love of God. And two, the fact that you know that he has gone before you and, and taking care of it. So I, I just want to encourage us that um, he's promised to take care of it. It's his promise to you. It's his vow to you to take care of it. That's what he does. That's his love. Wow. Thanks, God. Um, slowly after, after that happened, things started to work out. I say slowly because 
things didn't all of a sudden work out. Like, it was, I still pursued his presence. And I was, like, resting. I was able to get, um, I applied. I was, I was interviewed. The third year is, like, an internship, so you actually have a direct mentor. Um, I got accepted to be under an Armenian pastor, um, which is, like, there's a small team, and there's different application processes. So, And things just started to line up. Things started to work out. The goal no longer became something I wanted to pursue. God became the thing I wanted to pursue. God is becoming the thing that we are all called to pursue in anything. Whatever it is, what, whoever you are, God has a perfect plan for your life. Perfect. All he wants is for you to pursue him and his heart and his love. The best part, this is the best part. I watched God do it all. I just got to watch him open doors. I, and, and I got to continue to rest in my secret place, worship and pray and just love him. I got to watch him move. That is so cool. So I just want to say, God is no respecter of persons. You get to watch God move. You get to watch God move in your life as you rest in his presence. His actual tangible manifest presence allows us to enter into a place where we lack nothing, NIV, where we have all that we need, NLT, where we have more than enough, passion. Wow. Wow. Open doors will come in his presence. His promises will come in his presence because he opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along his footsteps of righteousness. Why? So that I can bring glory and honor to his name. He leads us to open doors. He completes the promise for us to fo- as we follow him, his voice and his footsteps. We can choose not to worry about tomorrow, but choose to step into the presence of the Lord. This is our focus. That's what we're to focus on. God's role, 2 Corinthians 1.20. This is God's role. For no matter how many promises God has made, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. God takes ownership and responsibility to complete, to complete 100% the promise on our lives and the res- our responsibility is to trust him. <laughs> Jesus has already said yes to us. He said yes to us on the cross. And he was resurrected on the third day. And he said yes to us then too. He continues to say yes to us. It's so interesting. When I read this verse, I was thinking, man, okay, for no matter how many promises God has made, 2 Corinthians 1.20. Okay, so God, no matter how many promises he has made, no matter how many, 
They are all yes. We as humans, we make promises. But God, he's made he, all of his promises he keeps. He keeps them all. Um, because he's God, he's infinite, and he's, he's beautiful, and he's because he says that they are all yes. That is his word. So he is different than us. His promises come to pass, and they are yes. Why? Because he has already gone before us. He has already planned the way. So the Lord is asking us just to be a yielded vessel. His promises open the door for his glory. It is never about the outcome. It is always, 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 always about his presence, his love. His, his presence is his love. Resting in his promise is resting in his presence and bringing honor to Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I want to share another testimony of my life. As many of you um, might be thinking or feeling, okay, that's awesome, like, that's so cool about ministry school, it's so cool, like, when you rested, and, like, you just got to see what God did, it, it's, you know, it's, that's great, but I'm, I'm really struggling with a difficulty, and I'm, I'm, it's not, it's not so, like, easy to be resolved, it's, it's painful, and, um, yeah, I just, I, I have, I, I can't see how the promise of God is going to be fulfilled in that situation. So I want to continue to read Psalm 23, verse 4. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. I'm going to read that again. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, the valley of shadow of death, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. You remain close to me, and you lead me all the way. 100%. You remain close to me, and you lead me all the way. Not halfway. God leads us all the way through difficulty. Your authority, God, is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely because you are near. When I was 23, um, my family and I, we pressed in for a miracle to see my dad healed. We pressed in. The presence of the Lord was there. The presence of God, the healing power of the Lord was there. And heaven was celebrating as we pressed in for a miracle for my father. God is a healer. He heals. It is who he is. It is who he says he is. First Peter 2.24. We are instantly healed from his wounding. By his stripes, we are healed. My father that day, in the presence of God here on earth, went to be in the presence of God in heaven. He passed away. We didn't see what God 
nature, we didn't see with our physical eyes, but we saw him healed in heaven. I share this because what happened was not from God. What happened was, what was from the enemy. He was, it was a stolen thing from the enemy. Why do I say that? Because James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. It's a mystery what happened, but I know what the enemy planned, God is redeeming. Why I'm sharing this is because this is a situation of real difficulty, where my heart was starting to close, where my heart was filled with pain, grief, turmoil, disappointment, anger. All of it was there. But I wanted to know God because I knew that James 1.17 was who he was. I knew that 1 Peter 2.24 is who he is. I knew that Psalm 147.3, he heals the wounds of every broken heart, is who he is. God did not God did not allow that, like that did not happen from the Lord, but there was something that happened that was stolen that God is now redeeming. God is now bringing purpose to. God is now bringing a plan. Why? Because this life isn't about me. It's about God. Why? Because it's for his glory. Because again, he opens before me the pathways to God's pleasure. Why? He leads me along the footsteps of his righteousness. Why? So I, as, as a church, we can bring honor to the name of Jesus. So we can bring honor to the name of Jesus. So that we can bring honor to the name of the Holy Spirit. Difficulty comes. But that is where God becomes our true comforter. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. God will redeem anything that is stolen. That is his promise. He promises it. I've seen it happen, not just in my life, in so many people's lives. I've seen it in our family. I've seen it in people in this church. I've seen God. As 2 Corinthians 1.20, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us for the glory of God. There is no greater place to be than in God's love. He remains close to us, and he leads us through it all the way. Why does he lead us all the way? Because he promised to redeem it. He promised to heal us. He promised the healing power of the Holy Spirit. It it is not us. It is him. Why? Because Jesus, he went on the cross 
and he paid for it all, 100%. All of it, 100%. Thanks, Jesus. When we long to know God, we get to know God. When we go home, when we come to church, when we go to small group, when we go to the grocery store, when we go to a restaurant, we can long to know God. He's not um, limited. Why? Because his love is like a building. His love is a place you can enter into. It's a position you can enter into. Thanks, God. Thanks, Jesus. His promise in the pain for me was to let God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus, his promise to me in that pain was to let God love me again, to let his love in my heart again in all the pain and the grief, in the turmoil and the disappointment. His promise was just to let his love in. It was that simple. If only I could let his love in again, he knew that all else would follow. That was what God was after, was my heart. That is what God is after here. It's your heart. Would you let him in today? Would you let him love you again? A fresh love, a fresh love, a new love. Your first love is Jesus. Wow, thanks God. God became the father of my heart. He became the father of my life. And I chose to yield to his love and let it cover all my sins and wash me clean all over again in a season of pain. The Lord never brings suffering or pain. It is not in his nature. He can't, and I say, God can't give anything bad. James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. God gives us perfect gifts. He does not change. His promise stands true. He gives all good gifts and all good promises. God speaks life. God speaks life, not discouragement. So if you hear discouragement, it's not God. God speaks life. If you're discouraged, it's not God. Because God speaks life. God speaks hope, not failure. God speaks hope, not failure. If you ever feel like a failure, I have. It's not God. He speaks courage, not fear. When we're afraid, it's not God. Because he speaks courage. Be strong and courageous. God, come and become these things in our lives. Thanks, God. God is perfect. I'm here to tell you, and I am here to validate what you already know in your heart. God is perfect, 
and he is good. He is perfecting our intimacy with him. Intimacy, what is intimacy? Intimacy is one-on-one time with God. It's time that's special, it's intimate. Intimacy can literally look like reading Psalm 23 every day. Whatever you choose to do, God will show you the intimacy he's calling you into for that one-on-one time. These promises that God gives and the gifts that he gives are not for us. The goal is not for us. God, the presence of God is for us. Wow. But these gifts that he gives us freely, they become a fruit unto us. How cool is that? But they are for God's glory. Therefore, the glory of the Father to be revealed, for Jesus to be revealed. How cool is that? Wow. We get free gifts. <laughs> God's promise to us in Psalm 23, 4. You remain close to me. This is his promise. You remain close to us. God remains close to us and leads us all the way through. Your authority, God, is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. God's presence became my strength and my peace in that season. He comforted me, comforted me until I knew I could come alive again, until I can breathe again. And it wasn't because of me. It was because of God his presence. It was because of his love, his presence. He pursued me every day in my restlessness and in my pain. And he's pursuing you every day in anything that you're going through. He's pursuing you actively. Why? Because he has good gifts for you. He has good gifts for you. And guess what? He's already gone before you and he's going to make them happen. So all he asks is to pursue him. God is the prize, not the promotion, not ministry school, not the house you want to buy. The presence of God is the prize, and it's available to everyone. God is no respecter of persons. He gives freely to everyone. What you see for one, he gives to all. He is the greatest reward. When you have God, you, have, you lack nothing. His presence lacks nothing. In God, you have healing, and you see healing. You have kindness, promotion, peace, and promises that he has given us freely for his glory You see them fulfilled. He is enough. Psalm 23, verse 6. So why would I fear the future? The future is the promises God has for you. Why would I fear the future? For your goodness, God's goodness and love, pursue me all the days of my life. Okay, so God is pursuing us. 
for his goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thanks, God. Thanks, Jesus. Resting in God's presence is not passive. We often hear about resting as, you know, resting, I don't know, like chilling, um, relaxing, putting your feet up, taking a nap. But resting in God's presence is not passive. It's actually an active posture. Resting in his presence, as you remember, means connecting one-on-one with God and his love, the love that you can enter into, reading the word, believing the word, believing what God says about you, believing that his comfort and love takes away your fear, believing that he offers you a resting place in his luxurious love, Believing that he has opened the doors. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure. That is all we are called to do is believe and rest actively in what he says about us. What he has already done for us. We can do this, like I said, by believing Psalm 23. By believing the word, he leads us to a place of resting place where he restores our pain and heals our heart. So if you have anything in your heart that's broken or closed, God wants to come in and heal your heart. He's healing your heart right now as he's here. God's presence is here healing your heart. This is a new day for you. We can partner in prayer with Jesus and trust that he has gone before us and taken care of our lives. Everything we desire is found in God. He will take care of the promise. We are resting in his promises. He will take care of the door. He will open the door and complete the promise on your life 100%. We can then worship him and praise him because everything he gives is perfect and good. James 1.17. All the gifts he gives us are good. God takes care of the promise. All he asks of us, all he asks of us is to get to know the promise giver. He is the promise giver. And he will take care of the promise. He will take care of the goal. He will take care of the desire of your heart. There are desires in the heart. I can feel right now that you have a desire in your heart. He will take care of that. He will take care of that desire in your heart. Why? Because he's already gone before you. He's already planned your whole life. What do we do? We just get to rest in his presence. Thanks, God. So I just want to share my final words before we close in prayer. Thanks, Jesus. Um, As I was drifting off to sleep, uh, you know, resting my head the other night, and I, I, I share this because this is for you. This is a word the Lord is speaking over us as a church, uh, over you personally, one-on-one, intimately with the Lord, that that secret place we talked about, one-on-one time, this is what he's speaking over us. I was resting in bed, and I I asked the Holy Spirit, 
are you proud of me? And God's response was not for me, but it was for all of us. I heard Father God respond. This is the response for us, church. I'm so very pleased with you. I immediately heard the next thing. But it's not because of what you do. It's because of how well you follow me. He's so pleased with us, not by what we do, but how well we follow him. I really feel that God wanted me to share this because he is truly pleased. He's looking for us to yield to his presence. He will do the rest. Yielding means resting. Resting means pursuing after God. Not worrying about the promise, not worrying about the issue, not worrying about the thing, but coming back to Psalm 23. We are truly called to rest in his presence. Let him do the work. He is God, and he has already gone before you. Wow, God, thank you. And as we seek him, we will ensure, he will ensure, as we seek him, he will ensure that the rest is completed. God fulfills every promise he has given us. God fulfills every promise that he has given us. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to close in prayer. And yeah, so open your hearts to the Holy Spirit right now. Open your hearts to the Holy Spirit, how he's moved today. How he's moved today in your heart. Thanks, Jesus. This is all about God. This is all about Jesus. This is all about what God has already written in your story and your destiny. And what he promises to you is Psalm 23 and his written word of hope, courage, life, and peace. So Jesus, right now, I just welcome you. Father God, I thank you for what you're doing today. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're moving in each of our lives. God, I ask that you would reveal um, a greater intimacy, a greater time with you, God, one-on-one. -on -one. I pray, Father, that Psalm 23 would be sealed in our hearts, God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that we would begin to hear of all that you are doing in the lives of the people here, God. I thank you, Jesus, that you're starting to open doors. I thank you, God, that you're starting to move in places. And Jesus, I thank you that you're putting a hunger right now for more of you, for more of your presence, for more of who you are and the goodness that you are. So Jesus, right now I seal everything that you've done today and I thank you, God, for continuing your great work. I thank you, Lord, that we have your word every day to go to and I thank you that we have your presence we can step into. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, thank you, Lord, and thank you, Katya. Very powerful word. I don't know if uh, you all heard. There's a number of steps that she gave. 
The sermon is going to be up online in a few days, so go back online and listen to it again. There's quite a bit in there about the steps that the Lord pulled her through or nudged her through. And I know that uh, you had been sharing your life in the small group that you're a part of. And uh, if I'm clear, you're a part of like two small groups, right? So I don't know which small group to invite up here, but I believe that I'm going to call up those who believe, those who self-identify as being part of Katya's small group. All right, come on up here. Don't take too long. All right. Where are you? We just want to bless you uh, in the next phase of your journey. I'm going to step off the stage. Yeah, I'm going to stand behind these people. Where are the men of this group? Pat, come on up here. Pat, <laughs> come on up here. Okay. Lara, self-identify, yeah. Father, thank you so much for this beautiful daughter of yours, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for her journey. Thank you that you never let go of us, Lord. And when we seek you, you are always there. Thank you for giving Katya a heart that seeks you, that surrenders her life over to you, Lord. Thank you for pouring your spirit into her life, Lord. Thank you for allowing her to be a vessel. We just ask for more, Lord. More, 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 more. Pour out your spirit into her life, Lord. Allow her to just transform Mm -hmm. (laughs) internally. Transform her life. Continue to transform her life, Lord. And truly allow her to lead nations to you, Lord. You have such, mm, so much in store for her, more than she could even imagine, Lord. We know that you have so much in store for her, and we just, we say yes to it all. We seal it in your powerful um, blood, Jesus, and we just are so, so grateful for everything that you're going to do to her, through her, in her, Lord, and we just, uh, we bless everything that she does. We, we, we pray for, yeah, I mean, you've done it all. What can we pray for? We're just in agreement with it all, Lord, that you just make it easy, you make it enjoyable, you make it fun, and um, that she sees fruit that she never imagined possible. It just, it just happens without um, even her speaking because your presence is on her in such a powerful way, Lord. We just are so thankful for her. Lord, we bless her. We bless her as she leaves. We are not losing a daughter, but we are just expanding our reach. Um, so we send her off, Lord, and, and we're expecting 
um, so much fruit, Lord, a bountiful fruit from her life. And um, yeah, we go with her. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know, at a, at a wedding, when the family sort of blesses their daughter, they say, we're not losing a daughter, we're gaining a son, right? So we're, we're trusting that as she goes away, she's going to come back. I'm not saying married, but I'm saying that she's going to come back even more intimately walking with the son, right? There may be more to that than what I'm just saying. I'm not prophesying any husbands or anything like that. He knows the timing of that. But I am prophesying that you're going to walk more intimately with the Lord through this journey. So bless you for that. Now, why did I do this? I know on Wednesday nights, when these people get together, something very special happens in their conversations. The reality of the walk with Jesus takes on real form. It isn't just the same as coming and sitting here and receiving from the preacher, but it becomes translated into the reality of the, the chewing of the food of life, and it now goes deeper than just what happens here on Sunday mornings. We as a church, as your leadership team, believe in this, believe in the critical importance of small groups because that is where life really sparks. Faith and encouragement happens here from the pulpit, but the reality of growing together as the family of God, as Katya was sharing some of her story, some of the people here know bits and pieces a lot deeper than what she was able to share here today. And they walked with her through it. They prayed with her through it. They encouraged her through it. They carried her as she carried them when they were going through their stuff. So if you're not a part of a small group, I encourage you, don't sell your faith short. Connect. Ask Ara before you leave. Ask Lara before you leave. These are the two groups that we have running right now. We also have a Farsi small group that's somewhat inactive right now because people just aren't showing up. But if you show up, you will be amazed what God will do. If you're not connected, if this is your only contact point with this family, you're really missing out. I urge you, get connected. Pour your life into the lives of others. Receive from them. They're not theologians in the small groups, that's not the point of it. It isn't about getting all the theology right. What's that? They are more, yes. <laughs> it's not about that though. It's about grinding it out together. Grinding out the, the stuff that's on the inside of our hearts that need to be pulled out. Grinding out the life essence that God wants to pour into us, I encourage you. Let's all stand. And it's a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're doing some amazing things. They're going out, sharing the gospel now within the small group. They're seeing lives changed. We'll see the fruit of that here soon. But I encourage you, risk it. Okay?
she talked about a few steps. Number one is that God spoke and she heard it. I believe God is speaking to me, through me, to you today to connect. You heard it. Now there's some next steps. You may strive with it. Remember all those steps that she listed? You may strive with it, but you may come to rest in it. And pursue God in the small group, because that's what it's all about. Chasing after him together. So Father, I just thank you for what we've experienced here today. I pray, Lord, that what we have each heard ministers to us exactly in the place of our need. Katya shared intimate, painful stories. But through it all, faith carried there. Even as we have, from the beginning, I mentioned dad's departure into glory. That's a painful story. It's a painful experience. It's in a way hope deferred. But it's also in the right perspective, glorious because of what God is doing. So where you are today, may the Lord minister to you through what you have heard. Take it with you, carry it home, re-listen to it once it's online, and allow the Holy Spirit to birth the desire to be intimate with the Lord on a constant daily basis. Pursue his presence, pursue his love, God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Love you guys.